Hello. Hello. Today Hello. Hello. I have Tom. Hiya, Tom. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, I'm uh, Tom Reed, T.G. Reed, author, um, and I write um, Scottish crime fiction. Um, my first book, Dark as the Grave, uh, has been out since July. And today I've got a new book out called uh, Book Two in the DCI uh, Duncan Bourne Scottish crime thriller series called Blood uh, Waterfalls. I had to check. <laughs> Blood waterfalls. Yeah, that's yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> um, and this is your second time, but I can't remember what on earth I asked you last time. I can't either. I have no idea. I cannot remember. It was that know. memorable an experience in your life, yeah, that you just remember. I think it's. I think we, we live in. We live so many lives in the days and weeks as we go on, you know, things things are just so intense at the moment with everything going on that you, you it just, it just seems like ages ago. Yeah. It does, I know, it just blares, it's fine. So I apologise in advance if I ask you something I've asked you before, but... That's, that's fine, I won't remember, so it's fine. I'll probably give a completely different answer. <laughs> um, so did you always know that you wanted to be a writer? Uh, no. Um, I wanted to be a vet at first, but I was too thick to be a vet. Uh, I think to try and be a vet, the, the qualifications is just really hard, harder than a doctor. Uh, so I thought, nah, I can't do that. Um, but I, 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 think, I think I might have told you this before, but I... I I started um, writing little stories um, for fun as a kid. I was about eight or nine, and I, um, my English teacher was really, well, my teacher, primary teacher was really good because she was encouraging all of us to write things uh, and be creative and imaginative. And, um, and uh, I entered, or they got, she got us to enter a, a local competition, I think, when I was about nine. Um, the Civic Week, Kilsyth Civic Week, uh, and Kilsyth is my hometown, which is where my books are based, basically, but that's a fictional version of, of my hometown. And I entered this competition and I won, um, and I couldn't believe it. I thought, wow, that's, that's interesting. Uh, after I just jumped up and down, I was nine, um, and went out and played football and forgot about it. No, and, uh, but... That was, it was a sort of change in my mind where I thought, well, actually, this imagination thing is really quite good. I quite like it. Um, and I started to write crazy and crazier stories, which was really good. Um, and then further on, I started to write songs and play music. And I was in a band. And, and my creativity sort of got channeled into songwriting for, for quite a while. Uh, and I still wrote stories. Um, I'm still writing stories, but it was just... I was I was kind of like so distracted by music for, for quite a while, and then I and then with the band, various bands, I just got fed up with that whole thing, and it was like you know how many how long can we go on in a band before we all fall out again, that kind of thing, um, and uh, so so it was, and then I, I sort of returned to writing stories, uh, and it was such a relief because I didn't need anyone else 
you know, when you're in a band, you haven't, you're relying on others and you're kind of like, you're trying to work with others. And it's, that's all great. That's all fabulous. Lots of conflict in there, which is something that's really good too, because you get creative conflict. That's good. But just to sit down and be able to do something out of my own head and, and for, for that just to be pressure free was, was, it was liberating again. And I just thought, yeah, let's, let's do more of this. Um, so that was great. Long answer. And then what made you decide to sit down and write the first in the Deeside Bone series and why crime fiction? I, uh, I, I was, uh, I was in a group. I was in a, I was in a, a, a Facebook group with other other writers, uh, other and and they were writing crime. And I had flirted with some crime stories in the past, Scottish crime. Um, a few of them were on the other side of the law, you know. So it was kind of like the criminal rather than the the, the policeman. Um, and they were quite humorous, some of them. So I quite liked it. I liked that world. I liked that environment. And I, read some ranking and read uh, William McElvaney and then um, Stuart McBride and I was I was sort of into it but I was at the time I was writing this um, kind of intense weird lit, literary fiction thing that I was doing you know which was which is which is as Tom Gillespie as a, as, as a sort of a, a mild to ego writer um, and it, that's good and it's great and it's 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 completely different from in many ways from from crime but it's it's hard it's hard graft i mean writing crime's hard graft but this is a different kind of hard graft where it's psychologically a lot of the stuff i was writing is quite disturbing so it was sort of it was it was intense and hard work and you know i was getting tired out and i and i got i got through i think it was on the third or the fourth book uh, of, in this style and, um, and i was doing a lot of research uh, and it was he- quite heavy, and I uh, and I and I sort of hit a bit of a block with it, or I just got tired, and I and I and I decided to, as an experiment, change the way I write, completely alter everything, because I used to hand write in notebooks, and then I switched it and started just typing without any filter, and I and I wrote as an experiment. Um, and you've got it, actually, I said to you, um, a book called Agency O, uh, which I'm sure you've read, obviously, you can quote back to me verbatim, I'm sure, sections of it. Um, but that was it. It was an experiment, really, just to see how I got on with the the format, the genre, the style. And I loved it. And I wrote it really quickly. I wrote it in about five weeks, um, four and a half, actually, under, under five. Uh, I really loved the freedom of doing it. You know, it was kind of like it was. It was just uh, I found it um, a great experience and a great way to write. And I loved the characters and I loved the the world uh, that I found myself in when I was writing it. So, but I was learning how to do it, and I was kind of working out uh, what how this how this genre works. You know, up close, um, really up close, and and sort of trying to piece it together and I, and then I, I one night I, I woke up I think I had a dream a, a weird dream um, about this detective DCI uh, Bowen it was basically I didn't have his name at that point but it was about a guy who, who, who had been blown up that was all I had I just I just suddenly thought this is a, this is a this is a 
okay, it's a detective who's been blown up. And that was my start point. And I kind of, I started to build it from there. Um, and, and I did a lot of planning, a lot of thinking about it. And then when I was sure I, I had it, I had him, and I had his sort of, a, this, the cast, the, the assortment, not quite, but not quite in place, but nearly in place. When I was confident enough, um, I I, uh, I set off on it and, and started to write it. And again, I wrote it really quickly. It just came out, boom, five weeks. Uh, there it was, you know, and um, yeah, fantastic. I love it. Which, and weirdly, I haven't read the first one and I have read the second one, but <laughs> that's just how things go. I will. The nice one. You, you have to kind of you, you piece things together because it's got there's there's a storyline that's various threads that, that are running you know are ongoing basically as usual you know in, in crime books, um, but they, they are standalone as well. You can you can easily just start. I think in book two and it's not a problem. You know and go and go backwards and go. Ah, no, I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's doing that. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if you were to take out one of your characters for a meal, who would you choose, and what would you ask them? Oh, you asked me that before. I remember, and I, I, uh, hmm. I think I would, I think I would take Walker. I think I would take Lorna Walker out for a meal this time because um, she's uh, her and her partner. They're 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 gonna. Um, they're trying to adopt, well, they're, they're debating whether to go for IVF or adopt. Um, uh, and uh, I would take, I actually take both of them out, I think, and, and uh, have a meal with them both. Because because I'm my plan for book three is to develop that further. Take go, but uh, I was I was conscious actually in, in the second book that I'd sort of I, I felt that I wasn't I hadn't quite given um, DSBI. I forget, Rona, uh, enough um, uh, airtime, uh, maybe not not quite, as she gets a bit more on the first, I think, and it's just the way that the story fell, that she, she wasn't quite getting as much airtime. I think, actually, book three, I'm going to make that right, so maybe I need to go out for a meal with her just to dig a bit deeper into her past, find out about her dad. Um, if you were to be a killer in a book, how would you kill your victims? <laughs> we were chatting about this, Donna, weren't we? Uh, a little while ago, yeah. So um, I, I, uh, I was watching, funny enough, I was watching Goodfellas um, the other night, again, like you do. I didn't watch all of it, it was quite long. But I, was, I, I just decided to watch a little bit of it. And there's a guy, one of the guys gets, one of the mobsters gets killed. Um, and I thought it was, it was quite, it was, it, was a, it was a sort of a very, very oh, soft, quiet way to kill somebody where um, they, the guy, it's the guy, if you think of it, I can remember, it's the guy with the, the wig guy um, and he, he, they, one of the characters owes him money and he's just hassling these, these guys continuously for, for the money uh, back and they get him in a car. And um, the Joe Pesky character in the back, he just sticks a, a, a long, very narrow, thin spike into the base of his head. 
and up through into his brain and the guy just dies and still it's like a kind of like a, a, a bull bullfighting you know where the sword goes straight in to the heart and just the, the bull slumps it was like it was just really it was very subtle because you don't you don't quite know what's happening at first and the guy just the guy just goes instantly you know and it's like oh, that's quite nice and it's, it doesn't it doesn't leave any kind of you know you're not shooting someone or you know this just it's very uh, uh, not so messy yeah and effective and effective yeah yeah when you go for the the spine and the brainstem then that's yeah game yeah. over just <laughs> yeah i think that's quite that's quite that's quite good i might i might try and work that in some um, and if you were killed fictionally, who would you want to solve your murder? I'm not sure I'd want VCI born on the case. <laughs> it's a bit highly strong. Um, uh, or Mullins, you know, another character in the book. Um, I, I, I would probably again go for Walker. She's the state. She's the she's the most stable one. I think she's the most uh, person who um, she's in a way she's kind of like the. The conscience and the and the, the sort of the, the the steady the steadiness of, of Bowen. So when 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 um, DCI Bowen is off on one, she kind of comes in and just steadies the ship, you know. And I, I think she she's she's really bright, and I think actually I I want her on it. Actually, I think she she'd nail whoever it was. <laughs> if you were to team up Bowen with any other fictional detective to solve a case, who would you like to team him up with? Uh, I yeah, I think you asked me that before, and I couldn't I couldn't think um, who, but um, I I think uh, he would work quite well with Logan McRae, actually uh, Stuart McBride's character, although they're they're both um, troubled, so they might end up just punching each other in the face uh, rather than actually solve anything and then be off sick. Um, yeah, I think that would be quite interesting, you know, to take him up uh, up the coast to to Aberdeen and sort of have it have an East Coast experience, and see how that goes. Because he's 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 really more West Coast kind of guy, so there'd be a quite interesting sort of East West uh, thing going on there, which would be nice to play out. I think. Um, in either of your books that you've released so far, what was the most fun thing that you wrote, and what was the most difficult? The most fun, the, the, the best fun I had so far is the, is, is definitely the the toilet scene with Mullins and, and his dad. You don't know this, Donna, you haven't read it yet, but it's in book one. Uh, the toilet scene is good. There's a there's a there's another scene um in book two. Uh this is sort of an ongoing theme with Mullins and his father. Um uh that's that's that I find quite funny too. Um the, the most difficult I think actually with this with the second book it wasn't so much the scene it was it was a more um twisty I was writing something that was a bit more twisty turny a bit more uh, uh, complex than book one I think um and it was it was I found that it was quite challenging more challenging to keep keep tabs on the threads and and make sure that I'm following through correct and then I got covid uh, and my <laughs> COVID, it was like I got you know I was I was in fever uh, fever mode, and it was it was really hard to, uh, to to focus. But I think actually in a way it gave me more focus uh, in a strange way, uh, and 
uh, a reviewer said, oh, you know, it's, 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 it's incredibly fast paced, this book. And I think it's because I was, <laughs> I was slightly uh, hallucinating. I was, I was sort of, when I was writing the tail end of it, um, and it, so it's, it's, it's kind of action packed, partly, I think, partly because I was, I was in a sort of fever state when I was finishing it. And I added a couple of scenes when I was in that state, which, which has actually worked quite well, you know, in the end. Even though it was, um, <laughs> it was, you know, at the time it was, it was, it was a bit insane, and I was, I felt, I was so, um, I was so unwell for a couple of weeks as well. I all, all I could do just about was watch. I was binge watching Squid Game. So Squid Game was <laughs> was feeding into the, this whole um, feverish madness of the thing. So, so the, the sort of the fever pitch, um, action packedness, I think, is partly down to to um, COVID. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, C-19. <laughs> I can't believe you even wrote when you had COVID, but... I did, yeah. I did. I think it was... I, I don't know where... I, I don't know how... I, I, I mean, the book was finished, but I was... And I, but I was I was tidying up and I was... I was going through and I was, I was re-editing little sections of it. Uh, and they kind of... They morphed. They changed a little bit, I think, as I, as I was doing it. And then when I, when I was better... And I went back in and I and I had another look. I thought, well, actually, that's really good. Right. That is actually, I like that. Um, and uh, I thought, well, that's at least that's something. <laughs> and when you said about Squid Game, I'm like, yeah, I totally see that. Not quite as brutal as Squid Game, but <laughs> no, it's, no, no. It's it's. I like to I like to I like to be more uh, to hint more. At the, at the sort of the violence and be more suggestive rather than actually kind of really explicit. I know some crime writers really go for it, you know, go for the jugular, that's really quite, really brutal. I, I'm, I, I sort of, don't, I don't really want to do that so much. I find I like to just um, play around with the, with the, the atmosphere and the, and the feelings and, and make suggestions. It's a bit like um, Hitchcock, you know, his films are not they're not explicit. It's like the, the shower scene, everybody thinks, oh my god, that's so gruesome. But actually, you never actually see the blade go into anything. It's just all in your head. You know, the whole scene is just basically in your head. It's a it's a it's a confection. Um it's made up uh by by the way that the scene's cut together. And I like doing that. I like doing that in books, you know, where you kind of like you you you've, you've read something and you imagine it was like actually that's pretty brutal, but actually, it's just making hints and suggestions of it, I think, which works better for me, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you couldn't, your books wouldn't work if they were gruesome, I don't think, because there's humour as well then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah it's sort of one minute um, brushing off to a crime scene and then dealing with his dad and stuff, Mullen, that's quite... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and the sort of the humour is, is there all the time. It's like with the forensics officer, the chief forensic officer, uh, who I love. Um, uh, uh, he's called uh, Frank Cash. Uh, and he wears, um, instead of wearing the sort of the, the, the forensic white suits that they, they, the forensics of, forensic officers usually wear, he, his is, his, he wears the black one, basically. Uh, so he's called the man in black, because you Haha, goes cash and all that. But um, he's he has he has constant existential 
kind of crisis about life uh, that that's I, I find really funny because it's kind of a bit like myself actually I see myself in it <laughs> it's like what's the point of it what's the point of anything you know and as he's cutting up as he's cutting up a sort of a cadaver you know a body on a on a table he's kind of like I mean this is just you know the the futility of life he, he goes into kind of this, this these sort of dark dark holes and it's I find it really funny to write actually. Um, and, and, and Bone's reaction to that I find really funny. So it's kind of like the juxtaposition of, of uh, something that's quite, you know, heavy. And at the same time, you've got this guy who's, who's uh, having a life crisis, you know, which, which I really enjoy that. I can actually picture you typing and chuckling to yourself. I can actually right. totally see you doing that. <laughs> it's like, how far can I, how far can I go with this? How, how much can I, how much can he say, right, until, you know, Bone tells him to shut up? You know, it's like, just, just keep going, you know. <laughs> um, when you edit your books, what are your most overused words and phrases? Uh, it's, it's funny because uh, Kath Milton, uh, she, she, she has a look sometimes before it goes to the editor, even after it goes to the editor, and she, she's, she's brilliant, she spots stuff, and she spotted stuff in me that I'm, I didn't realise it. This was way back, actually. And, uh, but the funniest one is are the adverbs. Always the adverbs are just when I get tired, I write, I I put in adverbs. Uh, you know, he said anxiously. Uh, I I just keep doing it, you know. And she she uh, she calls them Cartlandisms, or or uh, you've got you've got you're turning into Barbara or Bar Barbarisms. <laughs> You go, you got all babs on me, she says, you know. I'm like, oh no, it's just you know, and um you get away with the odd one, but it's kind of like you know that that when it, it they they just start to take over. It's something you just so sometimes you do it unconsciously, you know, and, and it's just you know, and she she spotted them and now I spot them and it, it makes me laugh when I see them. I just think oh, it's Barbara Cartland, he said slowly the end. How many words? <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely don't want to be Barb Cartland. Totally no, different. No, 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 that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any phobias and would you write about them? No, I'd, I, I'd write about anything actually. I don't think I. I, have I got any phobias? I remember you asked me this before, and I, I used to have a phobia of flying and dentists. Oh, ah, no, a marathon man. Um, I remember as a kid watching marathon man because I, I was terrified of the dentist when I was when I was a kid. Um, and then I went through a whole bunch of uh, root root canal work uh, and root fillings, which cured me strangely. You know, hours and hours on a dentist table table chair. Table, so, for it, I'm back in forensic. I'm dead. Uh, dentist chair, get getting this, this these horrific procedures. Actually, sometimes it just somehow I uh, I thought, well, nothing's ever as bad as that. You know, when you get an ordinary filling, it's like <laughs> easy. Come on. Um, but I remember as a kid watching Marathon Man um, and that scene, you know, with Dustin Hoffman and Lawrence Olivier. When he's tor he's torturing him with a you know the drill, but I just thought, oh man, that was just terrifying. Uh, and that 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 was a phobia. Um, 
not so much now, but you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just writing all these down because these are all little things that I keep on. So there's the Goodfellas killing, and then there's the Man, man Dentist. Yeah, I like it. Um, and flying, that was another one I used to be scared of. But I, I had, again, it was a similar thing. I went through a horrendous flight to um, Tenerife. I went through a hurricane. I think it was like three hours. We got, we got sort of stuck up in the sky. And it was just horrendous. Uh, and I think even the crew thought they were going to die. Um, and that cured me of that too. I think actually, you know, when you get a bit of turbulence on a flight, actually, that's it. <laughs> Nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Um, so I, I, but I, nothing's, nothing's ever burns. I would write, I'd write about anything, you know, if it gets the book done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, my fear of dentists is strong. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, no. I've, um, sat in the waiting room once and I could hear the drill go in and was quite tempted to get up and just leave and then it's that, it's that high pitched and then because I'm so tense I clench my fist when I'm in the chair and the, the dentist dental nurse holds my hands down because I swear she thinks that I'm gonna punch the dentist it's like <laughs> I'm just petrified that I'm not gonna punch anyone although I think I have threatened to punch them but it's oh, just wow. fist <laughs> yeah but yeah, they hold my hands down, which just makes me laugh. <laughs> anyway, it's quite, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It can be, it can be quite, yeah, it's stressful. It can be quite stressful, and not, a, it's not a nice experience ever. You know, not even the checkups. You know, I actually find the, uh, I find the, the, the cleaning worse than actually filling. I think it's more painful than, than, than fillings and, and drills. Yeah. They don't offer that to me. They don't ask. They, they know that I wouldn't, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been asked to go and have my teeth cleaned ever. Whoa, it's, yeah, don't do it. It's sore. Yeah. I, won't, I won't go to the dentist. I haven't been. I've got two fillings that need replacing, and they're fine. It's fine. I'll use temporary stuff for now. If it gets a real problem, then I'll have to go, I suppose. Well, with, with, after COVID, it's really hard to go, actually, you know, to NHS dentists. Really difficult to get to get in to see them. They, they, you know, I was going every nine months, and now it's going to like two years. I'll have no teeth, but then eat too much sugar. Yeah. I just yeah. sit here, sit here writing, and I've got like a little bowl of sweets, you know, and I just kind of like with this one sweet goes in, and a tooth comes out, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> bad news. Diabetes sets in. <laughs> That's fine. Who cares? That's <laughs> what's easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, what was your favourite first as an author? Well, I think it goes back to that story. I think that's that's definitely the, that the, getting that that story in the, the Civic Week magazine. I remember it. I remember it sort of like my mom. Jump up and down and show me, you know, and say, "There's your, there's your story, son, in there." You know, that that really is sort of transformational, and uh, it really did change change me. I um, and then after that, I think um, uh, get, getting uh, my first novel published, which wasn't crime, it was it was one of those weird lit things that I was talking about earlier. Um, that that was a significant moment, I think, for me too. It was like a sort of I felt like a it was a, a major achievement 
to get there and that happened. Um, but the, but the, you can't beat the kids one, you know, you can't really beat it that, that first experience. It's just so, so brilliant. Not that you remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you're able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? John Steinbeck. I think I'd like to spend a day with him. It would be a nightmare, but I'd like to spend a day with him, I think. He'd just be drunk. He'd be really drunk, I think, or, you know, <laughs> and abusive. But, you know, I think it would be it would be really interesting to, to see. It's probably... Probably just absolutely the opposite of what you what you, you imagine. It's, it's and actually, the more I think about it, the more you think, well, actually, I'd rather not. I'd, I'd rather not meet heroes, you know, because you kind of like they they you preserve them in your mind, don't you? And then you meet them, and they're just they're either they're either they're either going to be like spectacularly brilliant or a huge letdown, and end up just punching you or something, you know, and it just be not good uh so but i would i would like to yeah i would brave it i think um and meet, and meet him have you had any funny or weird feedback from your readers or any weird reviews loads loads and loads uh, and, and the ones that the one star reviews can be really really funny i mean just just ridiculously funny um and uh, i was i i actually when I was when I when I put my first book out, and because it was that weird weird stuff, it's a bit marmite. It was very marmite, you know. And you get like these glowing reviews, and then you get people going, "Oh my god, you know, don't read it," you know, you know whatever you do. And I and I and I had a few of them, and I had an idea. I wanted to uh, I wanted to make little short films and get people to read the one-star reviews, you know, like sort of go up to little old dears in the street and say, would you mind, would you mind, would you mind reading this for an author, you know, and read this out, this this wonderful glowing review, and then they would read it out, and it'd be like this car crash review, film it, and then and then use it in sort of like little comedy promos. Because um, they are so, some of them are just so funny. I had one once that said, um, this this book is making me feel really, really weird. So I have to stop or something. You know, it was like, <laughs> I feel really weird inside. And I was like, job done. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know how to respond to that. I don't think that's, uh, yeah, that's a different. I thought, well, that's a, that's a victory. That's what I was aiming for, you know. That's, that's the whole point, isn't it? You know, <laughs> if, you're, if you're writing weird... Um, if you're writing weird fiction, not the crime stuff, there's other stuff. If, you, if you're writing weird fiction and it makes you feel weird, <laughs> victory <Yeah>. is mine. <laughs> <laughs> not if they stop reading, though. No, that's true. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> there was no um, wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you were granted three wishes by Jeannie, what would you wish for? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd wish for the genie to stop appearing in my house and get the hell out. <laughs> you're, you're scaring me. You've just come I'm just trying to make a cup of tea and you just popped out the teapot. What are you doing? <laughs> um, I don't think I believe them. 
um, you know, I, I think I would, I think I would be, I would, ve- I'd be very skeptical, even if, even if they were standing there in the middle of the room with it in a puff of cl- cloud smoke, you know, saying uh, three wishes. So I'd say, get out. <laughs> Could be your chance. You could have been a bestseller. You could be rich. Too much of a realist. I'd just be like, get out. <laughs> um, who would you least like to be stuck in a lift with? Oh, least likely. Boris Johnson. There you go. He's yeah. I would I would like to be stuck in a lift with him because I think he I think I think he would um uh I might, I might actually, I might start to like him. <laughs> <laughs> there is always that danger. Yeah, I imagine he's a popular choice for that answer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you collect anything? Um, no, actually. No, I don't. I used to collect pens, but I, I just kept losing them. <laughs> or giving them people. Um, and usually, or my, my daughter usually steals them. So, so I, I, I would have these lovely pens, you know, and I like to, if I'm write, you know, for writing uh, and editing, I, I would buy sort of po- quite posh pens sometimes. Um, especially the, 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 the old books where I used to write in notebooks rather than type. And then, uh, so the pen was important and the paper was important and get a bit obsessive about it. So I would, I would have these pens, but then my daughter would just read them and take them. Go, what have you done with that pen? It was 10 quid. Oh, I don't know. And it'd be gone, you know. So I gave up and went back to Bix. I'll go wrong. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> um, so are you working on book three in the Bone series? And do you know what you're doing next? I am working on book three. Um, I'm planning, it's currently in planning and I've started writing it. Um, and I really like it too, is... Two was um, was was difficult because it was it was really as I said it was really complex and, and hard and, and I just had a I had a brainwave for three uh, a little while ago and I thought wow that that's good and I could see I could see the pathway really clearly of how to how to plot it of course as soon as you start it, it, it that, that goes it changes the fog moves in and then you got to kind of like clear clear new pathways and it's a nightmare. But it was it was a really positive. It was probably the most positive I I I felt, you know, about about a plot line. And I thought this is this is I like this. Um, and I and I felt confident about it. So I'm, char- I'm charging ahead with that and uh, try and get that done. Fabulous. Um, so I don't think I have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything that I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. No, I think that's okay. I'm just going to say that my the, the Kindle's out um, and paperback should be out um, for, for book two, but Amazon are sitting on the quality review. They've been sitting on it for two days. It's really annoying. So I, I printed this A4 <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> it looks like this. And if you, if you, order, the, if you order the paperback, you, you, you won't get this, you know, but you'll get, you'll get a book. Um, it's been a little bit frustrating because they, they, you know, they haven't quite caught up with it, you know. But it's it's coming. It'll be out, be out in a day or two. And if people wish to find out more about you, where can they do so? I'm on Facebook, uh, 
TG. Ooh, can't remember who I am on Facebook. Um, I'm I'm TG Radio Finally. Um, and uh, I've got a website, um, tgread.com as well. I think I'm sort of like TG Read Writer on Facebook. I'm on Twitter as well, TG Read. Um, you'll, again, you'll find me because I've got a picture that looks just like this. I think actually your picture is of the last book still. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is a great. That's right. I have to change that. Um, and Instagram I'll- as well. I'll tell you where you are and then you just go. I know, I know, that's right. I'm on, I'm on Instagram, kind of. Uh, my daughter keeps giving me lessons in, on Instagram, you know, so, so I'm like, so how do I how do I do a story to my daughter? And my daughter's like, God, God, I've told you five times. What? You know, she she gives me, she she trains me and then I instantly forget and then I have to ask her again and it's just, it's just humiliating, basically. <laughs> Wait till you get onto TikTok. <laughs> oh man, TikTok. Oh dear. Yes. Even Snapchat. I'm like, even I think that's a young person's game. That's like, nah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's interesting with Facebook. I think Facebook's coming back around again. Um, my, my daughter, for years, my daughter was like, oh, Facebook. What? So yesterday. And now it's like they, they're, they're, this, there's a little bit of a kind of shift of it. Seems to be kind of like coming around a wee bit. So all these young people are hanging out with these us oldies again on Facebook. (laughs) I I know Facebook, so that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's all I think. And thank you very much. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thanks very much. Thanks very much for having me. It's been fantastic. Uh, It's lovely chatting to you. Um, Always, always a laugh. Always enjoy it. (laughs) 